kind of slow and sluggish today. I drank a little too much last night. So I'm just kind of like, <laughs> you both. <laughs> nice. There's a, a distillery. They, they make a lot of different spirits and everything. And I guess they have like a rotating menu of cocktails. And we went there and we had some drinks and I, they're very strong. I had three of them and I'm like, I can just keep going. And it's like, we should go home now. <laughs> they're really good though. One tasted like a, a creamsicle mm-hmm. and it took me like 30 seconds to drink it maybe. <laughs> I'm like, okay, another one. <laughs> it was too delicious. I was totally fine this morning when I woke up, though. I just didn't sleep well last night. Yeah. I think we're in that transition period of it's getting too hot at night for all the blankets that we have, but I like the blankets. So, mm-hmm. I, yeah. yeah, I usually don't sleep well when I've been drinking. I get like really, I get over hot, really sweaty, tossy, yeah. turny. So with okay, or without, so maybe I did drink too much. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I got a little overheated last night, tossy turny and stuff. So, like, I woke up this morning, and I didn't, I didn't feel like too bad, but just slow, sluggish, mm-hmm. just slow to get moving and be motivated to like do anything. That sounds like my day to day right now. <laughs> yeah, drink my coffee, take my shower. That always helps me get mm-hmm. up and moving. So I'm one of those, like a shower is super helpful for me Same. to be moving. And then, yeah, start feeling a little better. Like just that kind of small, unsettled stomach. I'm like, I need, I need my stomach to calm down a little bit so then I can eat something because then I'll be on that road to recovery. <laughs> then I can drink my water and be, and get hydrated. Cause I think that's part of my issue now too, is that I am very dehydrated. Yeah. The other day when I definitely drank too much, there's a theme here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the The first thing I did the next morning was have a, as quick a shower as I could manage, get dressed so that I could go to the gas station down the road and get like the best hydration drink they had and just chug it. <laughs> like, yep, that's what I needed. Like all I had to eat too was just toast. <laughs> Cause I'm like, I don't oh. have a lot of time to like make anything. And yeah, my tummy's still a little not cool. So, but I was like, I yeah. need to eat something. Cause I know that. And it, doing, you need some cheese better. fries. Fuck yeah. That's what I want after a <laughs> night of drinking. I, it, we weren't even home yet. And we went past a billboard that had really good looking French fries on it. I'm like, I need some cheese fries. Okay, I, I really need some cheese fries. We got an and air we got an air fryer. Well, Timmy got an air fryer for his birthday. And nice. I'm in love with it. We use it. Yeah. So Are they much. worth it? Because I really yes. don't know. Yes. <laughs> okay. They're like super easy to clean. Like Timmy's making fun of me. He's because <laughs> I was like, I want to get like six more. And he's like, so you start a restaurant. Yeah. No, I just want to be able to cook all my fried stuff at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> so they're all done about the same time. So Timmy's like, so is the uh, Instapot going to get moved up to the above the cabinets <laughs> gets demoted. No longer on counter space. Oh, like, yeah, maybe. So, yeah, it's not an ad, but the air fryer is great. Uh, it's really easy to use and really easy to clean and 
you can make fucking everything in it. I told him, I was like, if I can find a way to make soup in the, in the air fryer, then the Instapot's definitely going above the cabinets. And you can make soup in the air fryer. You've got to be kidding me. As long as it's in like a, an appropriate bowl, you can't just like pour it in there because of how it is. But (laughs) (laughs) I wonder if anyone's done that. Yes, they have. There are, I mean, it's out there on the Google. So someone done did it (laughs) for science. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, fries, onion rings, dumplings, uh, like fish sticks, the fish fillets, because like that's what the boys mm, pot eat. Stickers. Fucking pot stickers are so good. And you don't have to worry about it attacking you while you're cooking it since you're not using oil and it's not popping at you. I don't like it when my food attacks me. <laughs> I don't either. That's why I've gotten really good at baking bacon. <laughs> me too. <laughs> that stuff comes out perfectly crispy. I love it. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, but we did like sausage links, like breakfast sausage, uh-huh. uh, meatballs. I mean, if there's I think a I'm food... gonna need to get lunch after this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe toast wasn't enough. <laughs> I might have to throw in some pot stickers. Oh my god, they're so good. Pot sticker. <laughs> so man. Oh. So this is just what today's gonna be. It's just talking about food. We always talk about food, but <laughs> this one, this episode's dedicated to food and our yes. love of it. All episodes are not an ad (laughs) not an ad for food (laughs) (laughs) but uh there's a place in Stoughton that like I think their their menu is you know it's a small menu but it's pretty good and and all that but you gotta try their cheese sauce oh my god it's the best thing ever like I would literally go there just for cheese fries and I always order extra cheese sauce because otherwise I steal errands (laughs) (laughs) Uh, they they use their own beer that they make to make the cheese sauce and it's perfect it's the best cheese sauce I've had anywhere that I've tried cheese sauce (laughs) and I try it everywhere where there's an opportunity (laughs) oh you have cheese sauce yeah can I get (laughs) can I get that I don't know I'll just dip something in it (laughs) can I get a bowl of that (laughs) I've told Aaron you know I might just come there and order like a to-go cup of it and bring it home. <laughs> so like, what do we have that I can use this with? <laughs> just Scrap everything. all the snacks. Yep. yep. Pretzels, oh, so good. bread, um, fries. Uh, chicken strips. Chicken strips. Hot stickers. Ugh. Totally would do it. No, no, you got to try this cheese sauce. I swear. It's, it's that but good. I would try stickers? it. I would try it. I'm not saying it might turn out the best, but I, it's good enough cheese sauce that I would try it. Okay. Damn, you're really upselling the cheese sauce, not an ad. I know. Viking, <laughs> Viking Brew Pub. Okay. You'll have <laughs> gotta, to send me. Gotta check it out. Yeah, send it to me because I'll forget. Okay, I yeah. will. Cheese sauce. Cheese sauce. Mm, I might go there later. <laughs> <laughs> it's only like a 20-minute drive. Oh, I should have told Timmy to grab like mozzarella sticks. He's grocery shopping right now. So, ah, oh, see, yeah, we have to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Boo. Boo. But, anyways, aside from food, maybe we should talk a little show talk. <laughs> 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 a couple things we had kind of talked about. Uh, we were going to discuss Aang versus Cora. Yay. I love this. Yay. Okay. So, in your, your pick, Aang or Cora? 
Uh, just to clarify, are we just that person versus that person or show versus show? Let's do, let's start with show versus show. Oh, absolutely. Avatar The Last Airbender. Why? It's amazing. I mean, first of all, you have Iroh. Like, mm-hmm. how, how can you not love that show just because of him? <laughs> Iroh. And that's but, the uncle, right? I'm terrible with yeah. the name. So Zuko's, Zuko's yeah, uncle. So- yeah, we yeah. started calling. I started calling Iro Uncle Swole because <laughs> he got up when he was locked up. Yeah, yeah, it's totally legit. Yeah, um, Uncle Swole. I think it does a really great job with character development. The especially like if you look at Zuko's character arc, for example. Yeah, that's a proper redemption story. It makes mm-hmm. sense. There's no like plot holes in it. It, you know, and it's it's just awesome to see. Um, and his sister Zula's whole slow descent into madness was also done really well. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, it dealt with some pretty heavy hitting issues, but it did them with a really rare delicacy. Like it. I don't know. It handled them really gently, mm-hmm. but not taking away from the issues themselves. Yeah. I just think it was a really well done show, and there hasn't been a cartoon as unanimously loved and cherished because there hasn't been anything like it since. I completely agree. Uh, everything you just said, the the character development, the arcs, it all made sense like you said uh even yeah azula azula's descent into madness that was fun and kind of like a little scary to watch because she was so fucking unhinged i know crazy and it was was. awesome um but yeah zuko sweet baby zuko we love him so much (laughs) i do too i really do um Let's see, who's your favorite? So out of Avatar The Last Airbender, who's your favorite character? That's hard. It's hard. (laughs) That's really hard. Oh man, okay. So I love Zuko and Iroh, as I already stated, but Sokka needs more love than he gets, I swear. I love Um, Sokka, he's funny. And Toph is amazing. And it's just like, how? Like, how can I not cheer for the cripple, by the way? Um, <laughs> She's but such a badass. I love you could, her. You could argue that in a bending society, someone like Sokka is disabled too. True. Yeah. Uh, but man, he's just hilarious. He has a really good attitude about everything. He actually learns like all these different fighting styles and he's pretty smart when he's not being a dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I mean, talk again, talk about character development. You know, he kind of started off as a bit of a misogynist until he got his ass handed to him a couple of times. <laughs> yeah. By and, uh, uh, Suki. Well, he took that, that loss with like grace, you know? Like, oh, I've I've learned a lesson here. I'm mm-hmm. sorry, I was wrong. Mm-hmm. Like, now that I know better, I won't be like that anymore. Why can't we all be like that? Like, seriously. We all need to be a little bit more like Sokka. That was his, 
biggest moment for me. Yeah, I agree. Cause he was kind of a shit at the beginning. Mm-hmm. I was like, I don't think I like you. <laughs> you're adorable, but you're kind of a dick. <laughs> I felt kind of bad for him though. Like his father put a lot of weight on his shoulders before he left. Yeah, that it's is like, true. Damn, he's a kid. <laughs> lot of uh parental issues (laughs) i know um watching katara become so powerful in her own right was pretty awesome too uh because you know the misogyny was definitely a central theme of the show (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah because doesn't she when they go to like is it like one of the water like I don't remember north or south but the guy was like I don't train girls yeah that's and then the she northern kicked his, water tribe. yeah and then she kicked his ass mm-hmm. yeah. that was awesome that was awesome yeah um let's see favorite episode hmm. hmm I know what mine is well, what's yours? My favorite episode is towards the end of the series uh, when they're at the Fire Nation and they go see the play about themselves. <laughs> that is like the fucking best. That's like the best recap episode in TV history. It was hilarious. And like <laughs> the casting choices, <laughs> like the big burly guy to play top. And she was like, yeah. And then Aang's all upset because there's a, a female portraying him. And then, yeah, Sokka goes and gives, play Sokka notes on <laughs> what the real that Sokka would amazing. say. <laughs> yeah, that was amazing. I mean, it's Ugh. just kind of like a filler, like a catch you up episode. Like, here's everything that has happened. But it was done in such a fun, entertaining way. And I just fucking love it so much. So it's not like it's truly integral to the overall story it's more or less a clip show Mm -hmm. but without being a clip show and I just I think that's I I think it's great and it's my favorite yeah the Ember Island players was was something that popped to mind for me too which is funny because it is a filler episode I know it is I know it is too and I don't give a shit but it's hilarious but yeah I guess I like some things towards the end of the series too because like you you finally got to see Iroh um at peace you mm-hmm. know with a little tea shop but then when he needed to be the dragon of the west he really was mm-hmm. it's like oh my god he'd be terrifying in his prime <laughs> oh god yeah and then you know uh he got to be like you said uncle swell <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and in prison i'm just like where's his rocky montage right because like he totally needs one yeah he definitely needed one just (laughs) any any good like uh transformation workout moment in any show or movie needs a rocky montage right but i i'm having a really hard time picking like one episode you know because it's more like Thing, events then happened that may or may not have taken place over more than one episode it's so like the reunion with boomy oh man i love that <laughs> he, he's he's a psycho 
he's got and we love our psychos (laughs) we do he's got to be up there with you know as one of the best earthbenders ever Mm -hmm. like pure earthbender so not lava bending not metal bending Mm -hmm. just like he's so creative with dirt (laughs) (laughs) i really appreciate that Oh, and I, I love how Ross said that his favorite character is the Cabbage Man. <laughs> oh, my God. And now Lee. So Lee's whole thing right now is he says, if you ever need to cheer someone up, this is all you got to do. But cabbages. And <laughs> so he kind of <laughs> lunges forward a little bit with his arms stretched out. And he yells, but cabbages like that. And it does. It makes me laugh every time. And he's like, see, cheered you up. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Well, on the same subject, when you were describing what your favorite episode was at first, when you were talking how they were in like the Fire Nation, I was like, Flamio Hotman. <laughs> I do that. And I love that too. When, when Ang's just going around, he's like, Hotman, Hotman, Hotman to every <laughs> passerby. <laughs> so I, I have now done, I now do that at home. When I walk through the house and I see the family, I'm like, Hotman, Hotman. And they're just like, stop it, them. They can't yeah. handle how cool I am. I think an interesting transition in Aang's character, though, was when he was forced to finally be more serious. Mm-hmm. You know, when Azula injured him, mm-hmm. uh, he was depressed for a bit there. Yeah. You don't often see depression depicted well in cartoons um, or in kids' shows in general, but they they did a really good job with it's like that. You- yeah, it's like you said, they took these kind of more serious subject matters and, but did it so it could fit a kid's show and that kids would understand it without being like condescending or patronizing. And that can't be an easy thing to do. No. You know, and to depict all of that too, like through animation, through voice acting. So it's, it's really fucking impressive. Yeah. Just there's so much yeah there's i mean if i had been better prepared like if this was an actual like avatar Korra episode i'd be way more prepared with like a way more word vomit but this was just kind of a a random like hey let's just record our conversation (laughs) and i'm a little hungover so (laughs) none of those other things are gonna happen (laughs) organization we we can always we can always revisit oh absolutely yeah when you we pitch one show against the other I guess there's a majority of people would go Avatar the Last Airbender over Legend of Korra uh and I'm I guess I'm in that camp I I, I don't know following the crowd here <laughs> so mainstream <laughs> right <laughs> but it's not to say that I don't appreciate Legend of Korra mm-hmm. I just think Aang's time as the Avatar really set the bar high for her and she she didn't reach it Mm -hmm. the thing that always bothered me about Cora was like I appreciated her willingness and her excitement and everything but we clearly saw what how that was like a big hurdle her leaping before thinking and and any of that impulsive impulsive thank you (laughs) um Whereas, and, and very, and a lot more serious compared to Aang. As you said, Aang was sillier. He's Air Nation. They're nomads. They're just kind of. He's 12 years old. <laughs> and he's 12 years old. <laughs> you know, 
And it's like, even Tim was like, I don't really like how, how excited and gung ho she is about being the avatar, you know? Cause it's just kind of like, it almost I'm felt like it was handed. You deal with it. Yeah. yeah. It almost feels like it was just handed to her and she took it and excitedly ran with it. Whereas Aang, again, being 12 and, you know, frozen for a hundred years and all of that was just kind of like, I just, I want to live. I want to, I don't want to do serious grown-up things. <laughs> yeah. I, I guess I was but disappointed too because she had all this like proper training, everything laid out for her. So you think she would have been a better bender. Mm-hmm. But when push came to shove, she always just threw fire. I'm like, but, but, but you were born a waterbender. Don't you ever bend water? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that would have been the first thing you learned. Yeah. Uh, but no, she was like a firebender born to the water tribe. Basically. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and I saw this, um, it was like a, like a Tumblr screenshot or something regarding, um, what's from avatar what was the one girl's name she was kind of like she was like her and may were like best friends and they she was like tylee so it was this post that basically was kind of suggesting that tylee is not true fire nation different eye color lighter colored hair um and she resembles more of the look of ang when he has hair and being that uh, airbenders air nation are nomads who knows tylee might just be part airbender so i thought that was kind of interesting yeah i wonder if the events that transpired in legend of Korra happened earlier where there was the connection to the spirit world and people started gaining bending abilities mm-hmm. if tylee wouldn't have ended up being an airbender yeah um one of the things that i do like about Korra was some of the villains mm-hmm. like Unalak and Zaheer mm-hmm. now Zaheer which one was he he was the guy who was obsessed with airbending and, and that whole philosophy um was pretty ruthless person before gaining airbending abilities but with what Korra did he became an airbender broke out of prison and broke out his bending pals from prison yeah. including his kind of creepy girlfriend yeah <laughs> and, voiced by henry rollins yeah yeah that's the guy yeah <laughs> and he, i just wanted know, to make sure i got the right character he ended up poisoning cora with lead mm-hmm. like a bunch of lead mm-hmm. that was brutal he was he yeah cora definitely i i would agree had like some of the better definitely had the better villains she got put through a lot of hell that ang didn't did. have to deal with yeah but again, I think uh, I will that's her, her, that. her gung ho too, of being like, you know, kind of like Tony Stark. I am Iron Man. I am the Avatar. <laughs> yeah. <At> me. <laughs> if she had been more strategic about what she was doing, maybe she could have avoided a lot of that. Possibly. But, but yeah, with the lead poisoning to Korra, though, we got, uh, we got Toph. We got Granny Toph. And I loved yeah. it. Still sassy. And I love that uh, when she first... Uh, sees Cora, she's like she doesn't. She calls Cora Twinkle Toes, you know, yeah. Avatar and regenerations and yada yada. And I was just like, I love you so much. It was pretty sweet. 
it was. It's at that point, I can't remember. Did she lose the past lives at that point, or was that after that? Oh, God, I can't remember. Yeah, I can't either. But you know, my favorite episode of the Legend of Korra series hmm. is the origin story of the first avatar yes i love everything so about that episode how it was drawn how it was portrayed how it was written everything it was just great yes oh my god no i would agree because as you that started, might actually be my favorite episode of both series that was a really because that i love yeah the origin the history of it because what was his name one one <laughs> yeah one yeah one 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 i think it was it's spelled w u n i think but either way and i loved like you mentioned the the animation style i loved that it was different than the rest of the show in in telling and telling that story these are amazing it's really hard to kind of pick which one to kind of say is is a favorite one that you prefer over the other because they're both done so so well so beautifully all these themes that are handled in a very kid-friendly kind of manner um all these characters we get a whole mess of wonderful characters that you either love or you love to hate whatever um out of cora ross and i have had this conversation a lot my favorite character has got to be uh bolin other than Toph other than Toph I mean Toph because you know she's in both so she's the best in both but Bolin I think is definitely my favorite out of Team Korra he's adorable he's adorable and I loved his progression and his bending abilities growing and becoming a lava bender and I love that all these other bending styles now exist in Korra uh the metal bending the lava bending god fucking even like blood bending at that point just seems like like oh yeah <laughs> you know we're in like well it, it's still an frowned avatar. upon well it's still frowned upon but it just seems so much more like willy nil people seem more willy nilly about it whereas it's like yeah in in avatar it was like a big no no you don't do that because you could only do it at, at a certain time of the year or month well, or whatever no I think it was just easier to do when there was a full moon. But if you're strong enough, you can do it whenever you want. It's just like, it's really wrong. Like how yeah. much more violated can a person be? Yeah. Yeah. Cause like oh. when, when they first showed bloodbending in Avatar, <laughs> I was like, this is scary. <laughs> well, okay. That was your reaction. My <laughs> reaction was like, Oh my God, this is just like that thing in Percy Jackson. Not the movies. The movies suck. But the, <laughs> the, the books. It's later on in the Percy Jackson series, but Percy, who's a demigod son of Poseidon, and Annabeth, who's a demigod daughter of Athena, get stuck in Tartarus somehow. And, you know, that's like we're all the worst titans and monsters and whatever else end up imprisoned after someone defeats them like the lowest of the low in the underworld right the most awful place and they got uh confronted by one of those entities and 
they really had like no means left of escape. They were already like worn out, didn't have much at their disposal and everything. And Percy did something that was honestly horrifying to see in a children's book because he's like, there's, there's water and blood. So he boiled them. <gasps> oh my God. <laughs> and I'm just like, whoa. <laughs> ah, that's so, up. you know, the fact that the waterbenders in, in these series are like, oh, I can control your movements like you're a puppet. I'm like, dude, you can fucking kill them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> like, you're not thinking about this. Yeah. <laughs> There's, There's more so much potential here. Potential. <laughs> right? And then, you know, uh, it got me thinking too, like Zaheer would totally do this if he had been given enough time to think about it and perfect mm-hmm. it. Like, why would an airbender just like suck all the air out of someone's lungs? Just yeah. like whoosh, gone. Yeah. And just collapse them or or overfill them to the point of like bursting. Ooh. And I'm like, oh, let's make a horror type avatar world. <laughs> Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> I kind of love it. God, we yeah. Have... yeah. But then back on Bolin and his lava bending discovery, man, wouldn't Roku have loved to have him around? Mm-hmm. See, and Bolin, like, I love him to pieces because he's, he's a bit of a Sokka. He's adorable. He's funny. And, you know, his brother, uh, Mako, you know, he's like the He's like the slender one, the, the broody, sexy type. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I kind of love that because at first you're like, oh, here we go. Mako's like the hot one or whatever. And he's going to get the girl and he's going to get the powers. And I like that it wasn't that way for him. I mean, he did get the girl. He did, but he didn't, wasn't able he to couldn't keep, keep them. And I like the female relationships with Cora uh, and shit. What's her name? Asami. Asami. I love that they just become best friends and there's no, they're not like pitted against each other really. And they are supportive of each other. Well, they're more than that. The show just did a really good job of, of not being obvious about it. Yeah. But if you look at the comics, they are Uh, in a relationship. And I was kind of wondering if they were maybe going to eventually go that way. I mean, you kind of got that sense in the finale when they're just like, when it's not, that was like, the point. Yeah. She's like, take me to the spirit world. I was like, mm, she's going to take you to the spirit world. All right. <laughs> right. Well, if it was being more true to the comics, they should have kissed there, but they weren't ready to show that on TV. And that was such a disappointment because for two shows that dealt with some very serious, uh, you know, real time issues that kids and young adults and anyone really has been struggling with to fall short on that last hurdle it's like mm-hmm. damn it it's like seriously it's like watching one of those olympic hurdle races and the and the favorite to win trips <laughs> on the last one like, yeah oh man but yeah they're they're in a relationship and i i love them as a couple like if you go back and you watch the series and again understanding that the series does a good job of muting things Mm -hmm. you can still see the signs of it you know know. and it's yeah because they didn't they weren't overt and obvious and being that it was a kid's show I just kind of took it because I didn't watch it when it first came out like me watching it with the kids uh, a few months ago was like my first time watching either series 
So I'm just kind of looking at it more as I like that they're portraying a positive female relationship, whether romantic or not, that there's, we've got these two women that share an ex and they're cool about it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. When you break it down to the very, very basics, that's what it was. And that's what I liked. So yeah, Mm -hmm. relationship or not, I think, yeah, I would agree. It would have been nice for them to have been, to have showcased that a bit more. Oh, for sure. Because in the comics, um, you know, they end up talking to uh, Aang and Korra's daughter, whose name I can't remember right now, the waterbending one, because she's, she's out as a lesbian. And they have a really great, mature, constructive conversation about how to handle this with, you know, telling their friends and family and everything. And I'm like, oh, man, that would have been great to have in the show. Yeah. Well, and now with, uh, which one is it? Paramount? Yeah, Paramount Plus. Yeah, that has the, they're they're basically coming out with like the, the Avatar universe. Yeah, my understanding is they're going to come out with some new stuff that's all within the world of the avatars. Yeah, I'm excited about that. I really hope that there's an Avatar Kiyoshi Mm -hmm. uh, run because uh, without knowing the history of all the avatars ever, (laughs) she's the most brutal person I've ever heard of in that universe. Yeah, she gave zero fucks. God, I like, oh, you die now. <laughs> it's like, I, we don't really need to sign up for another streaming service, but I'm, <laughs> I want the avatar content. <laughs> uh, Give it to six, me. Six bucks a month with ads, 10 without. Damn. You know, see, we'd go, we'd have to do the without. I will pay for no ads. I don't like ads. But I won't. I'm cheap. I don't like ads. No. Nope. How did you feel about? people gaining different bending abilities when that connection to the spirit world was forged? Uh, I wasn't, at first I wasn't really sure how I felt about it because I'm like, oh, okay, now we've got just random people with these random bending powers. But I think I liked it (laughs) Uh, because I hadn't really thought too much about it. But seeing what we saw with who gained the powers and kind of rebuilding like the air nation and stuff. Mm -hmm. I really liked that. And that potential to rebuild that group of people and get more folks, you know, trained and, and bending and stuff. So kind of allowing that for that aspect of this universe to, to continue. And then when, um, Boomy, gets his power (laughs) as he's falling and all of a sudden now he can fly and I loved that character just that nice kind of comic relief and everything um but and he gets swole too he was a bit of a (laughs) Sokka he was a bit of a Sokka he he accomplished a lot without being a a bender and nobody believed him Mm -hmm. but then he finally got to demonstrate that he just does these things and it was just like effortless for him it was hilarious (laughs) um you know, uh, I didn't mind the that people were getting the bending abilities, but not everyone was. So I was really curious as to, like, How? what made certain people get them and why others didn't. And I, I wish they would have, I don't know, Explored dove that. into that a bit yeah. more. 
Um, Unless it was just super random, like. I don't know. It's like, do you have to make friends with a little spirit Pokemon? Because that's what Boomy did. <laughs> I love the little spirit Pokemons. <laughs> I want a little spirit Pokemon. I do too. But, you know, Pokemon are awesome. Never going to grow out of that. <laughs> apparently, neither are all other adults around our age. And apparently, it's uh, worth shooting up a target or threatening to shoot up a target for pokemon cards i'm like did we go back in time are pokemon cards a thing again like are, are they worth a ton of money right now what's going on yeah i have no idea that was fucked up and then to see that that happened here in good old wisconsin of course if of course <sighs> it did it's hard to be proud of our state you know outside yeah. of cheese and beer right <laughs> yeah <laughs> Like ready for cheese. cheese. Yay. I love cheese. Yeah. Oh, cheese God. fries. <laughs> cheese fries. Mozzarella sticks. Cheese curds. I'm gonna need to eat after this. <laughs> Aaron made um made me a quesadilla last night <laughs> with like roasted garlic and um it had Hook's uh triple play cheese. It's like a combination of cow's milk cheese, sh- sheep's milk cheese, and goat's milk cheese. And we had some of that in a quiche that a friend made. Oh, um, quiches for our D and D game. Nerds. And <laughs> I'm like, this cheese is amazing. And she put like almost a whole block in there. Like, I love this. No, no, no. God, that sounds so good. I know. I, I need to go to the store and and get some things to make it later because I'm like, give me the recipe. I need this. Also, what's this cheese? Yeah. <laughs> like three blocks of cheese. <laughs> Just that's because, not normal. I mean, I think it is. Right. I do it often enough that it's normal for me. We get so many different styles of cheese, shredded you know the slices for like you know sandwiches like the like the we don't get craft but you know what i mean just the more processed mm-hmm. shit for like the kids and then we get like good deli cheese from mm-hmm. us because i shredded brick string curd <laughs> yeah you gotta get all the different varieties it's like cheese and potatoes you know and then the other day lee was like i don't really like cheese i was like shut up yes you do and he's like i only like these kinds of cheese and that's it and i was yeah, like well, i was like you are not a wisconsinite you get your ass over across the mississippi river and go live in iowa <laughs> my, my oldest son is like he's like i don't like cheese he never gets cheese on his burgers or anything but he'll eat like mac and cheese but well, so i'm like he'll eat pizza i'm like so you yeah. do like cheese but well don't like it on my sandwiches and my burgers and stuff i'm like what is wrong with you <laughs> disowned yeah i mean totally ingest like i don't care because he doesn't eat the cheese i'll eat the cheese right more cheese for you guys right (laughs) (laughs) but you gotta try this triple play cheese so good also (laughs) cheese podcast now (laughs) i got a vanilla flavored goat cheese that i need to try i'll have to tell you about it later yes update us on the vanilla goat cheese (laughs) i'm making a podcast of me just trying different cheeses (laughs) oh this reminds me takes me back to one of our first recordings and we went off on spicy cheese bread (laughs) yeah (laughs) 
that was going to be your prize for winning a race <laughs> or oh, no yeah. to motivate you to run <laughs> it's suitable motivation cheese is motivation it, it mean, really seriously. is yeah hey laura look at cheese platter <laughs> charcuterie <laughs> charcuterie <laughs> give me my grown-up lunchable yeah, no, shit. <laughs> no i want a charcuterie board i'm just fucking hungry um, <laughs> I think we need to take a little quick little break. I want to top off my coffee, use the bathroom, and then you want to gush on some Sherlock? Um, or do you yeah. need to get going? Uh, I got some time still. Okay. Okay. I figure we'll go on just a little bit longer. I don't want to keep you and we clearly need to get cheese fries. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we do. So. All right, I'll be right back. Cheese fries. Cheese fries. It kind of reminds me, uh, one of the first brewer games that I went to uh, with like Jill and Ryan, Mm -hmm. we were standing up at the concession stand. We had ordered some stuff, maybe just a beer, not a lot of food, I don't think. But the one of the people working (laughs) had like a little plastic, you know, brewer hat because that's what they served some foods, cheese fries in and everything. Mm-hmm. And he looks at us and he kind of motions cheese fries, <laughs> thinking it was our order. And I was like, do I say yes? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yes, I do want cheese fries. I did not order cheese fries. So I did not like, take Thanks. the cheese fries. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I was kind of confused. I was like, is he off? I'm like, just giving them away or? Huh. But, you know, that was someone's 50 buck, $50 cheese fry order at a stadium. So nothing to make sure they it, got to the. I wonder how much they costed. Yeah. Because, I mean, the oh, beer prices are outrageous. Yeah. That's why you get drunk before you go inside. That's right. Duh, everyone knows that. That's why you do the tailgating. And then you go and you get cocktails. Yes. <laughs> so, all right. I'll be right back. Okay. You know, I, I thought about just saying a bunch of random stuff while you weren't here. <laughs> <laughs> you should have. That would have made editing fun. Because normally, <laughs> I know if I don't pause for a break, obviously, there's a nice long gap of silence. No little uppy downy bars. <laughs> so I would have seen that and been like, what in the fuck? And just probably thought it was maybe like you talking to family or something. But that would have been hilarious. Actually, next time we do this and we need to take a break like this, um, I have an idea. You're gonna oh, love it. Oh God! <laughs> are you gonna are you gonna rank your cheeses? <laughs> well, I wasn't, but <laughs> oh, speaking of cheeses, uh, before I move on to Sherlock, what, how, what are your feelings on the Avatar: Last Airbender movie? Um, it's, if we're going to liken it to cheese, <laughs> it's the only cheese that I hate. Limited. Yes, yes. Oh my God. We need to rank all of our shows with like a cheese score. Cheese rating? Yes. 
grew rotten tomatoes. This yeah. is how it's done. All right. All right. So what would be, what would be the highest then? Like a sharp cheddar or a nice, or a nice Colby Jack? Oh, no, this is going to take some thought because I okay. really love cheese. <laughs> Stella cheese bread is going to be the number one. No. What is my favorite cheese? Oh man, this is like one of those, I need to like sit with this and really think about it. <laughs> All right, you think about it and you let me know. But in the meantime, the movie was shit. The casting was shit. It's very, and the fact that it's unfinished. Ung's um, name is great. Ung, um, my name oh, is Ung. Oh God, yeah. Like then, that was the point where I turned off the movie. Ross really wanted to watch it after we finished uh, the series the last airbender series mm. i was like i don't know buddy i've not heard good things about about this i want to watch it and then yeah immediately ong <laughs> he's all yelling at the tv because he is my kid <laughs> just what How a pile of garbage up? like what was he thinking did he not even watch the show did he right? not read the comics what 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 was i just don't know i don't i don't know either but I had read that it was supposed to be a trilogy, but it did so horribly that that's why like the story is unfinished. Like they don't tell, like I thought it was, I always thought it was just like the standalone movie and it was going to tell basically the series in about two hours and it fucking didn't. And it ended and you're just like, wait, wait, but wait, there's nothing happened. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) There's so much more. Yeah, no, that was a terrible movie. Like the only thing that that I can give it credit for, and this is because Felix has watched it. Um, the special effects are good, but it's a movie budget. They should be. Yeah. But yeah. otherwise, I'm like, this fucking sucks. That was bad. What yeah. would you think if they were to try and remake the movie and make it more and, and just make it better? Well, I don't know. I don't know if that's possible right now. Like, okay, it's possible in terms of can you really make it any worse? <laughs> I, I read a fan theory about the movie, though, hmm. uh, that it wasn't, it wasn't supposed to be a retelling of Aang's story, like, as the series would have done. It's like as the Ember Island players would have done. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, my God, somebody so just framed better. it in it. Somebody framed it in a context that might actually make me watch this. But, you know, that's not true. That's just them, you know, rationalizing it, which is just great. The power of the human mind is just great. Yeah, yeah, I agree. But Netflix is making their live action series, and I'm already mad at it because they made Katara the older sibling. What? They made her, they made her 16, and Aang's still 12. And I'm like, no, no Padme and Anakin situations going on here. No, 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 no. So I'm, I can see why the show's creators left. Um, Because that's just fucking dumb. Once, once the creators leave, that's when you just need to abandon the project because you're not going to do any good to it. You're not going to do any justice and you're just, the fans are going to be mad and disappointed. People were so excited about it because, yes. you know, they had the creators on board and everything. And they just fucked it up and I don't know why. And don't get me wrong, there are times where it is okay because of medium differences or 
um, just making things a little more appropriate or what have you um, for changing a story, as long as you're true to the source material while doing that. Mm-hmm. And from what I, I read about Shadow and Bone after I'd finished watching it, because I haven't read the books, there's going to be more way more to that series because there's like a bunch of books Mm -hmm. I was like oh yeah I might have something to read for fun but from what I read the way that two of the main characters end up in sort of a relationship I guess um is kind of predatory in the books like the guy is much older than the girl and is in a position of power and all of these things so they, they changed a little bit about how that took place in the show and made it more appropriate and actually lent to the strength of the female lead instead. And I really liked how they did that because if you're going to change something, that's the way to do it. Make sure. it more appropriate, make it more equal mm-hmm. than than what it was before but netflix has taken netflix did this show shadow and bone but with avatar show they've taken the exact opposite stance let's make it inappropriate because it's more jarring to us that katara is the younger sibling but the more mature one that's not right so we have to make her older than Sokka. we just have to and i'm like no no. You don't. There are plenty of instances where the younger sibling is smarter than the older sibling. I yeah. hesitate to admit that my brother is probably smarter than I am because he went to college. But there's. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> but it's not necessarily that she's smarter, she's just more mature. Yeah. You know, you always feel like you always kind of feel like women, no matter whether we're the oldest or the youngest or middle or whatever, we have we carry the burden of having to mature faster. Right. And she had took on a motherly role for her own self as Mm -hmm. well as for Sokka because she had to. Mm -hmm. And Sokka even says at some point during the series that he has trouble remembering their mom's face Mm -hmm. because Katara has always been there for him in that capacity so he can't help but think of her first Mm -hmm. you know and what in order to make that more appropriate they made her older so they made her more uh, verging on pedophile with Aang Mm -hmm. like no okay they need no I mean okay 12 and 16 is only a four-year age gap 12 is much different to 16 in terms of physical and mental maturity and just no yes I, but I 12 and agree with you. 12 and 14 is a little more plausible, you know? Mm-hmm. And, you know, it but goes it's like over the course. But there's not even a teen. Behind, like 12 is a double digit, but it's not technically a teen even. Right, right. So and I, it I does take a whole like year. Yeah, child. it does take a whole year for, for Aang and Katara to end up together. But still, like, still. just still, like, mm-hmm. no. <laughs> I, I just... Bad. Uh, I I'm I feel nauseous just thinking about it. I I might actually hate this more than the than the stupid movie. To uh, be I can't honest wait. with you, can't wait to rage watch it and then maybe do and an then, episode on it. 
then you know you take Legend of Korra into account and you look at how how many issues their children have. And I'm mm-hmm. like, damn, Aang was a really bad dad, huh? Yeah, no shit. And I'm like, how can he go from being so wise and and weighing things and making the right decisions overall when he's 12 and 13, but he can't as an adult? What happened? That would be like, interesting to explore. Why Why did he become such a subpar parent? I think that would be a very interesting thing for uh, Paramount to explore with their Avatar universe. Yeah. And then the whole Katara side of it. She yeah. was so motherly to Sokka and generally in, you know, going on to to help waterbenders rebuild what they had before. She kind of dropped the ball too. Like you can't put it all on Aang, right? Right. But yeah. she kind of dropped the ball too. I mean, it's mostly on Aang. Like all of their issues are daddy issues. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but... I'm like, oh, yay, a show is broaching that topic. (laughs) (laughs) And you can see that in, like, uh, uh, Tenzin's parenting of his own kids, too. Mm -hmm. Like, he's got some struggles because he's got some issues. But his oldest daughter, is it Anora? Um, Yeah, I think so. I loved her development into an airbending master. Like, she was badass. I agree. And it took him a long time to recognize that and uh you know give her give her the recognition she deserved Mm -hmm. so that was cool i did like that about legend of korra yeah yeah i agree (laughs) i agree her anara's kind of that whole little side story and and her arc was really fun to watch and i thought really well done that struggle with the parent and and branching out and and wanting to be stronger and more independent but from the parents perspective just that no matter how powerful of a bender you are you still are going to worry about your kids and you don't want them to grow up so fast yeah <laughs> i gotta admit though tenzin's for the majority of the series at least until they have their their baby that's like on the way forever yeah. um <laughs> their their youngest kid milo or no milo milo, milo whatever <laughs> Um, <laughs> kids a <are> nut <laughs> the most annoying character in the series history like Sokka tries Varric tries Olin tries sometimes oh. <laughs> uh, some of the, like the Earth Kingdom people they run into definitely give it a shot but man that kid oh my god and of course Toph is like I like this one <laughs> I like that he's just farting all the time <laughs> He's a fart bender. They had to throw in that. <laughs> like they went a bit Ren and Stimpy, in my opinion. It just even the way he looks compared to his siblings is like over the top cartoony, and I'm just like, <laughs> I agree. What is happening here? <laughs> I enjoyed him though. He, I, you're absolutely right. Definitely more, definitely super fucking annoying. But I, because because I'm lowbrow and farts are funny, so <laughs> I want to go out. <laughs> on a limb and say he's the most controversial character there is he's like jar jar like you either really like him or you really hate him oh shit oh you went jar jar on milo by the way i heard a rumor and i don't know if it's true or not that there 
in some Star Wars series, they're going to do Jar Jar is going to be back and he's going to have a red lightsaber. So the fan theory of of him acting like the biggest annoying idiot in the galaxy is a cover for him being a Sith Lord might actually be true. And I'm like, shit, I might watch that. <laughs> oh, shit. Ross would love that way too Misa much. Misa interested. He... <laughs> <laughs> Ross likes Jar Jar because I hate Jar Jar. Because again, he's my fucking kid. He's got to be a little shit. So that'd Fair be enough. interesting if they, if they did do that and that's totally the route they end up going because the, the kids do like the dark side they just go around the house sometimes singing uh force choking each other yes there's force chokes there's just walking around the house doing the uh imperial singing the imperial imperial march that is like the best theme song for someone ever and there's no words i love it but seriously there is no better entry intro entry song than that yeah and you just you just can't top it it's it's super good and i love that how in all the movies since prequel or not like it's always it's very subtle in the background when they're dealing with the dark side or we switch to yeah empire and i love it and like we just watched we watched rogue one for may the 4th and which is it, it might be my favorite star wars movie okay Um, I have no strong opinions on them, which is um, apparently mind-blowing for people (laughs) who are Star Wars fans. I'm like, I I don't hate that. Like, I really dislike watching the prequels because they're so drawn out for no good reason. And it's like, look at how cute Anakin is. Like, my favorite thing that we have ever done, by the way, in terms of Star Wars, is we found a version of the which one was the one where obi-wan fights kenobi uh sorry (laughs) obi-wan fights damn it uh (laughs) there's your intro (laughs) i don't know if i can recover from that one when obi-wan fights general grievous and it's like hello that well we found that one um where it was uh translated into like chinese or something and then translated back oh my god it's hilarious no no they they keep calling anakin things like a la gold and and like one of the planets is called the pimping homeworld shut up I lost it. I lost it watching this. I'm like, this is what this movie needed. <laughs> I love it. Um, Timmy, I, I swear to God, I'll have to like just have my recorder handy and see if I can catch him going off on one of his Star Wars rants. It's one of my favorite things is he will go off about how everything in Star Wars is Qui-Gon Jinn's fault. Because he's like, oh. fucking Yoda said not to, but no, Qui-Gon Jinn's just like, oh, just stick it in your pointy ear. And we've been listening to the Weird Al, uh, the saga begins. Uh-huh. So, and of course they laid, And but anyways, you mention it once or we'll be watching Star Wars, bring it up one time. 
he did this on May the 4th and he'll he'll go on his rant and then silence and another thing fucking Qui-Gon Jinn <laughs> oh, man. and then rant and then silence and you know what else <laughs> and then he starts it again <laughs> uh, I would so love to good. hear this it's so good I would love to hear this but yeah, yeah so everything is Qui-Gon Jinn's fault so that's the, that's the stance in, in the house what about the unpopular opinion though of the force was out of balance because all those Jedi masters were relatively powerful and did Jack all to really do any good? Oh, I haven't heard that one. Yeah, that's that's my latest like dive Ooh. into the rabbit hole type thing going on because uh I they got a point. They really they do. do. I mean like, Maybe Anakin did bring balance to the Force when he destroyed the Jedi Order because they got so aloof. Yeah. Um, they oh. weren't doing what they were originally created for. So maybe everything is Qui-Gon's fault, but he did the right thing. Hmm. Interesting. I've, I've, I got to look that up and read more on it because I haven't heard that. And I'm really interested because, you know, you always feel bad so many rebels die every fucking movie it's like how do they even still exist from movie to movie event event to event because so many of them die all right. the time also have you watched the clone wars cartoon we've watched not the last season um that's i think timmy loves the clone wars he loves the animated series okay yeah because that has a really good moment for anakin too where he you know kind of stuck between light and dark mm -hmm. it was really excellent foreshadowing for his decisions and honestly way better done than how they did it in the movies yeah um but i don't know i i started reading this theory about him bringing balance to the force because the Jedi were so out of touch and there wasn't balance because of that. That I kind of like that. I'm like, oh. oh my God, I really, like, I really, I think this is right. I'm like, going gonna, gonna to look then, that up and I'm going to bring then, it up to know, Timmy with my recorder so I can try and catch some of his rant and what his take on all of that is because maybe that might shift his whole kind of stance on on yes it's Qui-Gon Jinn's fault but for the better yeah because okay then you could argue that Vader and the Emperor got too powerful but you have to remember that the Emperor's Palpatine he's a master manipulator right mm -hmm. and he had Anakin right where he wanted him from the get-go like and by the way unpopular opinion here but between Padme and uh Palpatine Anakin was fucking groomed his entire life hmm. he's a victim the whole time and so of course he's gonna do what the emperor says to the point where things are out of balance again but then what does he do he kills the emperor and dies. Balance restored again. So he does it twice. Dude doubled down on his problem. <laughs> okay, okay. So Star Wars or Star Trek? 
(laughs) (laughs) The last time Timmy and I had this conversation, it went on for quite a while and it ended with fuck the Federation. (laughs) Okay. We got all the way to, you know what? Fuck the Federation. We'll have to table Sherlock for another time. I think so. (laughs) But Star Wars is more cinematically pleasing. Like, if you just want something, you'd be like, whoa, that's awesome. Wow. Star Wars wins. Hands down. Absolutely. But if you want something that is about what humanity is potentially capable of and could argue at times, at least, is aspiring to be Star Trek. If you want something that's more about how would you handle meeting these different races and all these different planets? How would you handle getting lost in the course of all this? You know, like these are scenarios where you can like kind of put yourself into and empathize with a bit more. Star Wars is like fucking space wizards. <laughs> <laughs> like we all want to be wizards. one. We don't want to be one, but can you really put yourself in their shoes? No. Star Wars is also fucking religious cult versus religious cult. It's it's what we're living right now. Religious-based wars. Great stuff. Um, but I don't know. Star Trek for me is is way more nuanced and deals a lot more with the complexities of being human and making stupid human choices, even when we started going in the right direction and have something as utopian as a federation backing us up. Like, we still fuck up. We still end up in wars and and misunderstandings and putting our feet in our mouths when we meet new people or something, you know? (laughs) And, yeah, it also deals with the whole... um, it's almost a constant in like fantasy realms of all kind, whether they're space-based or otherwise. Like humans just want to fuck every kind of alien they come across. <laughs> like Captain Kirk's the embodiment of that. But that you know, nobody even touched on that in Star Wars, but sure, let's have a brother and sister kiss each other. Because <laughs> <laughs> incest is more plausible. <laughs> incest is more agreeable than fucking aliens. <laughs> They're fucking an Ewok. <laughs> <laughs> okay, there's a rule on the internet, like rule 34 or something. 42? Like that. It... No, no, it's or no, 42 um, is the answer for everything. Yeah, um, like, but yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, you anything you can think of, there's porn for. I'm sure there's mm-hmm. porn, I'm sure there's Star Wars porn out there. So oh, somebody's yeah. somebody's taking it upon themselves to address the whole. Ewok stuff but no Star Star Trek did it on on mainstream TV (laughs) (laughs) and in the theaters so hey come on I gotta I gotta give as far as being more more edgy and more relatable to the human condition even when we're being assholes and disgusting and whatnot Star Trek wins Hmm. see we are again another long conversation Timmy and I have had before, but he's, I like, he's made some good points. So he feels that uh, Star Wars is more believable in terms of how humans act 
interact, behave. Um, whereas Star Trek is too much of a fantasy of a utopia where everyone in the galaxy for the most part is getting along. And then, but you also have this like large overseeing universe government, the Federation to oversee everything and still be like, nope, you're wrong. <laughs> That's naughty. <laughs> Don't do that. Whereas Star Wars, he feels is just more realistic in terms of this is that's this, funny because i feel the opposite what humanity is gonna lead to he doesn't think we are capable of ever reaching <laughs> federation level oh but we're capable of being space wizards instead yes we're capable of aligning ourselves with either a dark or a dark side or see now good side. i i just i don't agree i don't agree with that and here's why first of all that's a really depressing view of humanity like we're more capable of becoming space wizards than we are of getting along with each other well um, come on <laughs> motions vaguely around <laughs> <laughs> but in the process of becoming space wizards you're telling me that we don't kill each other doing this <laughs> like oh like, no seriously. we'll still we'll still kill each other plenty Right, but that's what I mean. How can you even have a, a religious order of any description of space wizards who haven't killed each other? Like the central governing body in the good times. In <laughs> yes, the central governing body in the good times is a pacifist, utopian like religious order. And in the bad times, it's a warlike religious order that encourages you to kill each other because there can only be two space wizards. <laughs> keep, calling us, keep calling us space wizards, please. <laughs> I love it so much. I'm oh, going to get a ton of hate for this. You but... are. This might be our most controversial episode yet. <laughs> I don't care really? because because I don't think humanity is so, oh, I hate to use this term. Is there a better way to say this than black and white? But I, I, don't, I don't think that we are that much of a, a, you know, one or the other. I think it's a spectrum. I think we're all a bit of gray. Like, oh God, I just, <laughs> <laughs> just watching you trying to get through this. I just this thought I'd try the, try the gray stuff, it's too much. <laughs> <laughs> the Disney movies will never be the same again. <laughs> okay, but but seriously. Mm -hmm. Seriously, seriously. Seriously. Where what Star Trek was he watching? Like <laughs> we Generally are... speaking, there's this government governmental body, the Federation that's largely peaceful largely utopian and tells you nope you can't do that that's bad but the emperor says the same damn thing he just kills you while he does it i mean that's honesty right there though like, the jedi you know. say the same damn thing but what do they do to people that that break the law i mean they kill people too right wag of the finger oh yeah uh, yeah wag of the lightsaber Oops, <laughs> sorry <laughs> oh. um but like there's there's they have the same thing going on there okay but you get deeper into this utopian thing just if we're just talking about the human 
federation thing like in captain kirk's origin story you see people who are still discriminating against each other for some reason or another like you're too much this or not enough that or whatever you still see people discriminating against other races it's just extended to alien races now as well you still see conflict you still see diplomacy gone wrong uh you know you still see all of these things so it's like yeah we're in the future and we've made all these awesome advantages uh, advancements technologically wise and socially wise but we're still repeating the same damn mistakes and how do we handle that in this scenario we have all these things and look at that we're still shooting at each other it's great like it is very much how humanity behaves uh, you know, I will grant Tim this though, um, people loving and wanting to be members of these exclusive uh, religious cults, especially if they give you wizard powers <laughs> as a result, um, that's totally human too. But uh, I just, I don't see how it's more realistic than the way humans behave in Star Trek. I mean, yes, you, you, are absolutely right those are all still very human humanoid type behaviors but i think it's more the fact that we even get to the point of a federation i don't think we could do that but we can get to the point of an empire yes because (laughs) people are more responsive to to fear and yes and hoping that one day they will rise to be one of the two wizards in charge yes because there are motherfuckers driving around with open with gasoline in their vehicles and not proper <laughs> gas containers. So, <laughs> yes. Uh, am I a horrible person for laughing at these people when it goes wrong? Uh, it's just, it's Darwinism. I mean, is that not funny a little? I think one of my favorite videos I saw of that was a woman trying to fill up a laundry basket. So you know how laundry baskets have holes. <laughs> See? God damn it, we have forever. And I'm just, uh... <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. We're we're more <laughs> on our way to the dark side, <laughs> whether we're intending to or not. Then well, what, what started the existed. Federation in Star Trek? Like didn't wasn't it some like cataclysmic event that finally made humanity go shit we gotta we gotta change our ways maybe we're headed towards that (laughs) was it the wrong i don't know because i never the only star trek i watch is uh next generation with picard because picard's awesome because he's the fucking best and uh, a bit of voyager because there was a point where didn't have cable and Voyager was the best thing on TV. Yeah. So those are the only two Star Treks really that I get into. Yeah. I mean, if you ask so me I which one know, I'm going to yeah. watch. I'm, so well, I don't most... know that they've ever explained the, the origins of the Federation. And not that I can recall. I'm sure they have, but I haven't mm-hmm. seen all of the stories either. So, you know, I, I, I'm not as well versed on how it began. But, you know, if it comes down to which one would I rather watch, I'd rather watch Star Wars. But that's because I have the attention span of a toddler. (laughs) Yes, (laughs) you do. (laughs) 
I can't sit down and bulk watch Star Trek. I can't. It's too slow paced of a show. I mean, Star Wars is slow paced too, but it's, it's a movie. It's done when it's done. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I guess it would just depend on which episodes of Star Trek I'm watching. Obviously, there's the better ones. Yeah. Ones. And, plus, I, and again, I'm talking next generation. So, Plus, uh, they have our favorite person in the Star Trek universe, and he is not in the Star Wars universe. Sherlock. Yeah. Bumblebee Cucumber Patch. <laughs> Benadryl Cumber Snatch. <laughs> uh, yeah. We will so, have you know. to, we'll have to do a proper Sherlock episode sometime. Because I, yeah, I think you and I would have a lot of fun with that. That'd be. Plus, there's a lot of Sherlocks to choose from. True. I was thinking with. more. Yeah. I was thinking more focus on like the BBC one. Oh, we could totally do that. And then, yeah, maybe since you're more familiar with the stories of Sherlock, you'll be able to draw like the comparisons. You'll be my literary expert. Oh, geez. Sherlock. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but this has been fun. I think yeah. this is good. You know, nothing too long, just kind of a quick chat <laughs> of maybe some very controversial opinions. Yeah, I mean, space Jesus, wizards. Space wizards. I mean, Jesus Christ, we've got the two airbenders and then the two space star things, shows, movies, entertainment. Uh, that's yep. And Pokemon got to mention. So it's a good show. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, plenty and of cheese. <laughs> <laughs> Jinx again. Anyway. Right? great minds mm -hmm. all right well now it's it's i do believe it's cheese fry time so it uh, is <laughs> so i just want to thank everyone for listening um sorry if we offended you with our very controversial opinions i'm not sorry laura's not sorry at all so you go it's ahead and, <laughs> you go ahead and at her and <laughs> have it out with her just do it on facebook where i can see it too because you know, I'll grab my popcorn, popcorn eating. No, gift. do it on Twitter. I'd love to see Sarah Bell Palsy all the Sarah Bell Palsy, yeah. <laughs> I don't use Twitter enough. Make me. <laughs> I'm trying. Not really. I don't use Twitter a whole lot. Not as much as I should or could. But anyways, enough about that. So thanks, Laura, for uh, joining me today for a little rando chat. And we'll definitely do it again. And we'll do a more structured episode too. <laughs> but yeah, there is a difference. Yeah. <laughs> Very subtle differences. Can the listeners pick out the subtle differences? Because <laughs> I can't. can't. Stop talking about cheese. <laughs> right. Now we have to think of our cheese ranking system. Hell yeah. I'm serious about this. Everything needs to have a cheese rank. <laughs> serious sharp cheddar because it's sharp anyways <laughs> sharp yeah okay well thanks for listening everyone thanks for joining me today laura um bye bye oh and keep streaming <laughs> <laughs> this has been great <laughs> top notch it really